chairs to go around. Bottle didn't make as much noise as I wanted, so I had to go crack. Not smoke crack. Welcome back. That's on long weekends. We have our longtime guest and always a good friend, Louis Goupil here. Howdy, howdy. He's the unofficial official third member. If we the were Green Day, member. <laughs> if we were Green Day, you would be Trey Cool. Because you're too cool. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I love Trey Cool. He's a great drummer. But that's, that's, that's another band for another day, I guess. Yeah. Now uh, we're down to Bill, Bill Joel. William Joel. William. Now, Joel suffered. Before we get into that, why the fuck is William Bill? I don't know. It's like, why is Richard Dick? Yeah, I, I also don't Why know. is that nickname? Why does that Richard work? Richard Butkus. Mr. Billy Dick Joel. Butkus. Is that his last, real last name, Joel? I doubt it. Maybe it's middle name or something. Um, yeah, 52nd Street. Released in 1978. So a little later, but still great. Later, but a good time, you know. This is honestly one of my top five albums of all time. Anything? Yeah. Big, so, that's uh, a big statement. statement. That's a big I'm statement. a lucky guest tonight. Lucky guest. Do you, you know, know what else is guest. in that top five? Like, is it the top five written? Oh, well, it's like interchangeable, but no, it's not written. Like, they, they come in and is out. Is there some, like, do you know some of the other, like, I'm assuming there's some eagles in there. Yeah, um, there's Moondance. Yeah. There's 52nd Street. And then one of these nights is probably my favorite Eagles yeah. album. And you've been on all three of those podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like You also did Who's Next? Yeah, Who's Next is, I don't know if I would be in my top five. About ten. <laughs> I'd say who's yeah, next I is, put it I put yeah. ten in my top five. Yeah, that's fair. Oh yeah, so you got so I got I got one. You put more. that in your top five? Yeah. I like wish that. you were here. Uh-huh. Five. Five. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> I Brad, five right now? Five right now. Ooh. I can't. <laughs> uh, Mac DeMarco. But I like a lot of songs from him. Like Salad Days. Right now. Top five off the top of my head. Dirt. Exile on Main Street. Oh, uh, fuck. I have to put Exile in there. The, the debut Kiss album, Appetite for Destruction, and uh, fucking greatest all time, Master Reality. Top five, just off the top of my head Fair right enough. now. Fair enough. Ask me tomorrow. I'll replace. Uh, fuck, uh, I don't think I'd replace 10. Yeah, I would actually. Floyd Animals. Is ten in is in my ten. Yeah. Animals? Pink Floyd Animals. Uh, First Eagles. Yeah. Metal. Uh, Grand Funk, Close to Home. Uh, Mac DeMarcus Holidays. And then I need one more and I can't think of it. That's the interchangeable one. Yeah. It's anything on any given day. Like some days it's fucking dry flies. Some days it's fucking... uh, Fox Tom. Fucking Fleetwood (laughs) Mac rumors. Some days it's rumors. Have we done rumors? We haven't actually. That's dirty. That's That's a fucking... That's what we're going to have to do eventually. Sorry, I'm smoking a joint. It is... uh, His last name is Joel. Okay. Well, good for him. Just to confirm. There you go. Okie dokie. Well, boys. What a gorgeous voice, eh? We need the lighter. And then, out of my favorite songwriters, I get in, into the top five, I get James Taylor, uh, Van Morrison, um, then I'll, I'll put Elton John in there, Robbie Robertson, Billy Joel the for me is Roger Waters, yeah, Lennon McCartney. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, we were getting into it on the, I believe it was the 90s um, Nirvana podcast we did, never mind. And that, it's like I said to Brad, it's at least we, since we couldn't be there, at least we were born there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's going back to the 90s, but like, at the same time, we're a product of the 90s, but 
we had it all at the tip of our hands. Yeah. Like, we were, like, well, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm also speaking for you guys, because we are still young. We were introduced to Billy Joel very young. Like, when I was younger, I loved Billy Joel. Piano Man, like, it's a song when you're a kid, everyone likes that song, you know? And it's, you know, uh, he didn't, we didn't start the fire, or it's, me, uh, my fandom began when I got The Stranger, though. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the, a great album. It's all a hit. I always used to listen to uh, Moving Out all the time. Oh, that's such a good song. All the time. Uh, well, that's see, such a great song. That's really when I discovered Billy Joel, because everyone knows Piano Man. Yeah. But I get to say Jeff and my, uh, my roommate at the time starts listening to Moving Out every day, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <coughs> and I don't pay much attention oh. to it. Devin, actually. And then Phil sort of revived the Billy Joel at our next apartment when he started listening to 52nd Street because he loves Stiletto. Okay. And, um... I can't... Fuck, I completely forgot about that guy. Devin. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Devin wherever he is. Whatever he's doing. (laughs) He's such a fucking weird guy, dude. Oh, well. Who cares? Um, yeah, this isn't an album that I listen to on the regular from Billy Joel. Like me, it's either Piano Man, the album, or The Stranger. Uh, but this, you know, for this, I gotta love Stiletto, obviously, but Zanzibar is one of my favorite. Unbelievable song. I've got the old man, huh? I love that. Big shot right off the bat. Yeah. This and Glass Houses were my first two Billy Joel's. And that's at a time where, and I'll speak for you guys again because I know this, our vinyl collections all got boosted by our fathers, right? Yeah. yeah. So my dad had some doubles of those, and I ended up with 52nd Street and, and fucking Glass Houses early on my collecting. So when you don't have a lot to listen to, you listen to them consistently, right? As you build it up, sometimes you don't hear it as often. Like, I can't even... My shit's not alphabetical right now because I'm fucking all over the place, you know? I look for things for hours. <laughs> and, uh, man, getting these albums early on is, is part of the reason that I got so addicted to collecting vinyl. Yeah, same. Well, you know, I raided my dad's basement uh, cabinet full of... Because he had some upstairs, but he didn't have them all upstairs. And I raided that. And once <laughs> I raided it, I was like, fuck I remember like, sitting fuck that I got there. with you. I do that quite looking often. Looking <laughs> I remember sitting with you in your parents' living room, going through that like wooden box thing where it would open, yeah. and seeing Kiss Alive and shitting my pants. And I got uh-huh. it. That's from that uh, that case. That's the case I left in the wooden coffee table there. See my dad, most of his albums, like. They were in storage from when we had moved to Quebec, right? Uh, and, uh, what a guy. No, I'm <laughs> and, well, I didn't uh, want to take him, but then I did. <clears throat> I didn't get to, like, really experience my dad's albums until I was already, like, a teenager. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, dude, you've had this the whole time? And it was crazy, because he didn't just bring That's in true. 100 albums, he brought in 8,000 from a storage unit and I was like what you know like and that's awesome it was it was crazy it was a library and like it was like don't fucking touch my albums at first you know what I mean and then as he seen me start collecting my own and like how I would treat mine and play with mine it got to the point where you know well I had things he would want he would go through my collection grab something to listen to I would go through his he had them alphabetical and wooden crates man and it would go along our whole basement and it was like go grab anything you want and I remember like grabbing things and there'd be another one same thing behind it he's like keep that one no way they'd be like mm. like I remember the day I got Phantom Comes Alive I remember the day I got Shout Out the Devil I definitely remember the day he didn't give me appetite for destruction. <laughs> and then he sold it. Oh, but by then I had had it, right? But it was never something that he... He used to call them... Uh, might not be appropriate for the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick before we run away from too far from the intro. I'm trying a non-alcoholic beer today. 
Louis, uh, he, Me he's too. Not, he's not drinking. Ah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's drinking. water. Ice <laughs> water, but it's not an alcoholic. Um, Louis kind of, he, he can drink later on yeah. in your life. But not now. He's going through some medical things with exams and drugs. Crazy drugs. <laughs> that uh, he requires him not to drink alcohol. So he brought over his fucking non-alcoholic things from Bex. Um, there's something missing. Yeah. Do you notice that? Like, I take a sip, and I kind of get the soury, bitter taste at the end. Yeah. That's trying to replace the alcohol taste. Um, but it's not too bad. I mean, it definitely has the... It sucks when something's sour and bitter and dirty, and it doesn't but fuck it you I find it tastes like beer still. Yeah, it tastes like beer. It definitely tastes like beer. But it's like, right at the end, when, the, when it's all gone down, I get this, like... I don't know. It's a weird texture. Like, not... I've taste. gotten used to it because they mostly, mostly yeah. have something like that. Uh, this is probably my first non-alcoholic beer, but you know what? It's okay. It's alright so far. I'll give it a rating at the end, but so far it's okay. I strictly drink beer for the buzz, but I understand what you're doing. Like, you don't really, like, it's just going the extra mile to be one of the boys, you know, yeah. and have the time with everyone. Everyone's... Like, just the way... You You're holding the beer, man. You're holding the it beer. It feels so natural. Yeah, it feels good. And like, I'm not saying I do get a buzz, but like, there is still like a bit of placebo effect going when you're like all drinking together. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, for yeah. sure. Man, there are people guaranteed in this lifetime that have drank those fucking beers and didn't know they were non-alcoholic yeah. and got a buzz. Yeah. yeah. And then I realized that I... Are they 0.5? Oh, no, nah, zero. 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 Point zero. Remember you got those 0.5s? Yeah. Zero point... Uh, yeah, zero The point fucking five. dirty 1664s, which are so good. Yeah, those were... Those were... Yeah, those were different. They didn't taste as good, I found. They didn't even taste remotely close to what 1664 blog tastes like. Oh, no. No, it, like, tasted like... Crap. I don't remember. I wonder if exactly. Billy Joel's a drunk. A he drug? was a cokehead. Oh. Like, That's do you ever see him in Moscow when he freaks out on stage? No, no I've never seen that. He's coked out. Yeah. Like, he's yelling, like, oh, I the lights, like, where the fucking lights on? And he's, like, just kicking the fucking, jumping on the piano. Oh. I think I did hear about that. I think I did hear something about that. That's crazy. No, I just want to point out the drummer's name is so cool. Liberty DeVito. <laughs> look how cool they look. That's a sick they're fucking... They're all so yeah, They're all... Well, yeah. I bet the Sopranos <laughs> love Barry Joe. I mean, this is Bang. 77. So, definitely... 78, guys. 77. I find this album is, is written trumpet? like a musical. Does yeah. he actually play like, trumpet, though? Yeah. Completely different music sounding, but it kind of goes with something like Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, look at You know, where it's, it's, kind of it's like you said, it, it, it is, it's like a musical written. It's kind of the same era, too. You know? I guess not, but... Well, not on that song, but like the, these are the other songs. Well, that's just one song. Pretty ah, so he's holding the trumpet for no reason. But what are you doing? Because it, it looks cool. Shit. I bet you he could play. It's just his piano and vocal. He probably wrote stuff. He probably did all the horns, uh, like arranging it himself, and then he. Well, there's a lot of times, right? Like, I mean, a weird example, but like Dave Grohl's first Blue Fighters album came out, and he had the band on it. But he had already made the album. It was the demo that he was showing to people. Right, yeah. And even, like, Kiss, when, like, Ace Frehley's out of the band, but he's still there because it looks good. You know what I mean? It looks good to have a band yeah. at large, you know? Um, I was going to mention also, the fucking... Do you guys ever just listen to the record and read the lyrics? Oh, it's so much uh, better. Uh, it's so nice. It's so nice. Like, I just love... Listen to it, then hearing the music. And when you're like, if you're listening to music without seeing or already knowing the lyrics, you miss things. Yeah, yeah. You, you miss the story. You have to miss it, like for sure. 
when you when you get the lyrics in it that's when you really feel a song right i don't think you can truly feel a song well unless the music's just so beautiful but i mean like with vocals like unless you're hearing it and knowing it i don't know that's how i feel yeah. it anyways well one band that sort of changed it for me was green day because i put i listen to insomniac all the time now and i grew up listening to american idiot and like i knew all the words but I really just didn't get it because I was yeah. really young and I overplayed it, so I haven't yep. listened to it. Um, but now that I got Insomniac, like, they're really hard, like, fast punk. Like, for the time, like, they're insanely hard and not like their cops, but like, music. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, it's hard to hear what fucking Billy Joel say, Billy Joel Armstrong say, and because he's just spitting yeah. the words out. But then you read it and the timing, and then you actually see that no, they're actually fucking like punk, like anti-fucking government, yeah. like completely contradictions to society. Like a lot of people have a problem with Green Day because they're like, oh, they're not punk. And it's like no, they're not. They're, they're pop punk. Yeah, like well, <laughs> but they have punk vibe. Like they they have punk. It, it's weird to call them pop punk because I think of pop punk, I think of Blink 182. Yeah, but it's just popular punk. Yeah. It's, yeah, I know. I'm just going to the body. Yeah. But their earlier stuff, The earlier stuff is not as pop. No, especially it's when they did American Idiot. That they but even pop. American Idiot, as poppy as it is, poppy. If you listen to the lyrics, oh, that's it's a, a pretty deep message album against too. the establishment. Yeah. Like, On holiday, man, I yeah. fucking love holiday. So I think the last. Suburbia. The even last... American Idiot itself, yeah. a hit. Yeah. But listen to the words. Yeah. I still think Uno Dos and Trey are the last good Green Day albums because I haven't really listened to them. Other ones, but in my opinion, they're like some of the, They're pretty good. Well, I mean, I know they still put music out. I would, I would listen to what they have. Yeah. You know, they're great musicians, and in a way, they've almost. They're almost. They would look like they're more back into their more punk roots now. I guess just because they're not so commercial anymore. Yeah, yeah, they kind of fell off from the commercial high. They'll sell out arenas still, but oh, they're yeah. still commercial. Well, they're a big act yeah. to see live because of said albums. You yeah. Know? Even Dookie, like Dookie's punk, but it's also that was a commercial album. That was yeah. a commercial success. Nimrod was pretty big too. You know, but it, I don't have I don't any know. on vinyl, and neither Me does either. Brad. Yeah. And you do. We should do Insomnia. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's it's amazing. We should do that. It's kind of bumming me out that I don't have Dookie. Yeah. I remember yeah. like uh, one of my old roommates, and he doesn't really collect vinyl. I don't even know if he still listens to his records, right? But like, I love Dookie, and I have this big poster of it. And like, I've seen it before, but like, never when I had cash in my pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those. It's coming. I just don't know when. Yeah. And he went out and bought it. And like never played it, and I always oh, looked at it. Like, oh. <laughs> play it, play it, damn it! <laughs> Do you guys know what international super hits? Yeah, like that's fucking insane. That's great. That's that's, that's before like half of their shit. I know? was trying to get that on uh, one of the wafts just recently and hit close, but not. Uh, but that's earlier hits, you know. It's yeah. not all the. I even like the one that came out when we were in high school. Green Day. Yeah, what was that called? Was 21 it, Guns? Was it? Yeah, the song was... 21st Century... Uh, Breakdown. Breakdown. Yeah. That's good. Because Uno Dos Trey came out like the last couple of years of high school. That's why. Yeah. Like the last year. I'm talking about like early high Talk. school. By the later... Like early high school, that was kind of like what I listened to. Yeah. Later high school. I listened to everything. I never really got into that. I never really listened to that album. Which album? 21 years. No, me neither. That's the last one I listened to. Okay. I didn't really mm -hmm. listen to Uno's Dos Trace. I didn't like that you had to buy all three yeah. of them. You know <laughs> they mean? all came it's out like, on different days, too. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it's like you want all three at the same time. You know, if yeah. it's a set, you know what I mean? And it was a bummer because, like, it's like, well, I'll wait for the first one to come out and then maybe I'll grab the second one and that and then grab the third one after. But then the second one comes out and the first one's gone. It's like, yeah. And you know there was a quattro supposed to happen. Really? With all four on the cover? I, th I don't. I, th I don't know, uh, because I on the insert inside it's one uh, uno dos tray and quattro there, and it was a purple cover, but it never came out. Did you buy them at the gas station? I think I bought one of them at the gas station, but I don't know if I bought all of them there. 
Because I remember I used to see them at the gas station and then... Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was a weird thing to have. I was like, cool. <laughs> you know? Days like, I've gone to fucking Kushtard and seen fucking Celine Dion CDs yeah, and shit like that. All the time. I'm just not doing it. All the time. It. Fuck, that side was only 18 minutes. We like, talked we... about Green Day for at least eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Like so it's only a random too, because yeah. Billy Joel and Green Day. That's weird, because we mentioned Trey Cool at the beginning too, and then all of a sudden, what were you saying? Oh, Insomniac, and then you said something. You were, you were on a story, right? Or, oh you? yeah, like okay. the, the lyrics when you read them while it's playing. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. That's a difference. <laughs> Sorry, the marijuana is hitting. The first smoke of the day is the best smoke of the day, right? That's our second. But that one hit my first too. Simo <laughs> first. I just wanted to point out, I love it in Zanzibar um, when it goes into that jazz section. Oh, yeah. like that's badass. I it's something Billy it's Joel different. do all the time. You know, he got, he has jazzy vibes, but like it's weird. Not jazzy. Sometimes. Like Billy Joel has some pretty rocking tunes, but I don't think of him as overly rock. No, no. You know what I mean? Kind of. It's weird because he rock. fits no, in that. Right. It's kind of like like Elton early on. Elton's <laughs> tunes were a little more rocking you know yeah. what I mean he had some of that softer spot too but like it's like Frank Sinatra in a way it's just not it's the voice you're there for and the music in the background yeah. is jazz it's blues it's rock it's whatever he wants it to be but exactly you're there for the, the voice yeah the song the voice the piano playing it's whatever it's whatever he wants it to be and it's all good right oh, yeah. so you can't you can't say anything about the styles, you know. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had... He, Rarely he has the, the record for uh, Sold Out Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he I was just going to say, if he did like a, a week stand at MSG, he'd sell out every night. And the crowd, like... It'd be like the seventh day. It's like, how many shows did you see? Like, three. I had to work these days. And you? Oh, I was here all seven, man. Like... Yeah. People would go nuts. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the Almond Brothers. When they were coming to an end, they did a show at the Fillmore. Because Almond Brothers at the Fillmore is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where they started, so that's where they should finish. I like that. Yeah. Some places are just... Some people are so big in some places that... like. Metallica in Quebec City. Yeah, that's insane. Like, they fucking love Metallica yeah. around here. The amount of people that we all see daily wearing Metallica shirts, like, it's big around here. Oh, it's, it's got Prague its own cult, too. Uh, following. Yeah. yeah. Does, uh, do you, have you ever listened to his first album, Cold Spring Harbor? No. Show me the cover. Um, where'd it go? That. Okay. Yeah, what's the song on it? Uh, they have one. Uh, she's she's, she's got, got away. A, she's got away. Yeah, oh, that's a good fucking yeah. song. That's a good album. I have listened to that. that I went on a Billy Joel dive when I first started collecting albums. I don't have it, but I wanted it. Yeah. More than anything, at one point. I have in my collection. The most I have is the Eagles, and then it's Billy Joel. Yeah. Then Van. I'd have to sit down and look. <laughs> I got quite a few ACDCs. I got quite a few Pink Floyds. Oh, I got the whole Pink Floyd discography. I know Other for me one. it's the Stones. Yeah. It's just, uh, it has to be. Yeah, well, you get, yeah and, I and have quite a bit of Red Chili's too. Yeah, but I mean as far as albums, oh. the Stones just have more. Like, mm. I, I have fucking almost every <laughs> Pearl Jam album. I'm missing one. But how many do they have? They got like, Real quick, ten versus Vitology, no code yield, uh, there's binary backspace right now. No, wait, I'm doing it in order. Binarial, Riot Act, self-titled, backspacer, fucking um, lightning bolt, gigaton, and I'm missing one. And that's eleven on my count. Okay, but I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say yield? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you, is there any others? No, I don't think so. I also so. have the unplugged twice. I have a bootleg and I have lost dogs. <laughs> so I have about 15 Pearl Gems, but I have around 25 stones. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> you know, 
Chili Peppers, I'm missing the first album. And I have it all. You're getting that. You're getting that. <laughs> Van Morrison at 42. <laughs> Dude, Van Morrison, like... God. Man, it's under... Like, I literally have, like, five or six Van Morrison, and it's, like, not even close to being enough. Didn't we look up Willie Nelson and he had like 76 albums or something like that? Or? Oh, dude, he had something crazy. Like, I think it's if he had his studio albums with his collaboration albums, he's at 76 okay. or something like Holy that. Holy shit. Imagine trying to own the, all May, that. It might not <laughs> even be him, but we did look up someone that had a ridiculous... I think it was movie. either Willie Nelson or it was an old... old Or Elvis, maybe. I don't know. Oh, no, Elvis died in 77. Well, me, I seen this Pearl Jam album earlier, and I, I seen that it was closed, and I was like, fuck, I wish I grabbed spots in it. Damn. I did. Oh. <laughs> Ten hours ago. It was probably like six in the morning. Yeah, half out. asleep. Pearl Jam, man. Uh, four and twelve. <laughs> four and twelve, four and twelve. I'm the only one that didn't um. pay. Um, well, I guess we should flip. Uh, we talked quite a bit after the music, but that's okay because you know what? We need to make up some time because it's 18 minutes per that side. That was a short side. Yeah, it's such a short side. I a short side. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back with the flip and flop, flop, and then we'll come in and then we'll do play nerd and some some side two. We didn't flip the record. <laughs> it is still this side because we didn't flip it. We didn't flip the record. We were supposed to flip it, but we were stoned. This is the same side that we played before because we never flipped that fucking record. <laughs> Why did we record that? We did. We did. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. I mean, if I pulled up the cords if you want to do it. Properly, what that's the one. <laughs> Why were we recording it? <laughs> we didn't flip the record, it was always turning, but we were burning. We, we didn't flip the record. It was always turning, but we were burning. We, we had to flip the record, because it's fun to hear the next song. We need to flip the record. Try to jingle in the skis, and it makes me sneeze. Achoo! Aside too! Stay, listeners. Stay. Stay with me, and you'll see. Oh, Christ. Decline. Get out of here. What, what happens if Apple's gonna sue us for using their shit? Yeah. <laughs> That's, really That's our jingle. <laughs> Here's our shit. Don't use ours. Yeah. Oh, what a tune. Wasn't this in one of the GTAs? I'm not sure. Or it, it might have been a rap song. Because I, I remember the do and I'm It might be on a GTA. Smashing stuff. Um, so this, this um, is uh, smack dab in the middle of Billy Joel's stardom and fame. Um, 1978, his first, his first album was in 1970, 71. Uh, and then 72, uh, sorry, 73, he released Piano Man. Wow. And from Piano Man, I went to Street Life Serenade and Turnstiles, which are a little, little lower in popularity, I guess, because I haven't really heard any much, any much, any much of the stuff on there. What's on Turnstile? Street Life Serenade, The Entertainer. That's, okay. It's alright. And then Turnstiles had Say Goodbye to Hollywood. But then comes The Stranger. And that's his commercial breakthrough album, which we're not doing today, but we'll do again, so I won't get into it. And then, uh, that, that fucking crazy. Uh, and then he releases, sorry, then he releases 52nd Street, which is where we're at today. So 52nd Street, um, is released 1978. So, 
glass house. Same year as, yeah, yeah, glass house bottles this up. This is the same year as. Sorry, I was going to say hotel, but that's 76. Yeah, 76. You're a liar, Brad. I am. And I'm a pretzel eater. <laughs> pretzel eater. Um, this released October 11th, 1978. October 11th. What else came out in uh, 78? Oh, so many records, but I can't think of any right now. Some 10cc, uh, Deceptive Bends, uh, Bloody Tourist. Oh, some early White Snake. I know. Or, or, uh, no, early white snake. Are you looking that up or am I looking What, 78? Yeah. I want to look it up. Alright, you look it up. Uh, on this album, I want it. This album, uh, the singles for this album was My Life, Big Shot, Until the Night, and Honesty. Now, what is this song called? Uh, stiletto. Yeah. It's such a sexy song. Yeah, but. And when you think of Stiletto, you think of sexy women. Oh yeah, but my at the same god! Time, it's the Switchblade. Van Halen won. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Van Halen won, sure. 1978. Oh, fuck. Some yeah. girls. Big Rolling Stones. Big Blondie, Parallel Lines. <clears throat> fucking The Cars debut album. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's Police, Outdoors, or Outlandis Demore with Roxanne. I love the that's song huge. there. There's a hole in my life. I love that shit. Who is really Stranger in Town, Bob Seeger. Dirty. Road to Ruin, Ramones. I mean, I'm skipping over some. I'm just yeah. saying the bigger. Uh, Don't Look Back by Boston. Okay. Comes a Time, Neil Young. Who Are You? Shit. The Who? 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 City to City, Jerry Rafferty. Fucking Baker Street, <laughs> boys. That's awesome. <gasps> Excitable <laughs> Boy, Warren Zemon. Big, a lot, of, a lot of sax going on in these songs. So sax. This has sax. Uh, in the city, uh, city, city is saxy. Pieces of eight sticks. So Powerage, ACDC. 78 was a pretty good year. Yeah. And I'd like, say. I'm really skipping over a lot. But seriously, folks, Joe Walsh, 1978. Oof. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Wavelength, Van Morrison, Never Say Die, fucking Black Sabbath, we'll end it right there. There you wow. go. Alright. That's a good one. That's a good way to end it. And 52nd um, Street. And then, yeah, 52nd yeah, Street. And this is the first of the four Joel albums to reach number one. Well, to top the billboards. Okay. Uh, it earned and it earned him two Grammys. So, even though the Grammys are kind of poop-pop, but... Yeah, it's better back then because everything was so good. So it's yeah. like whoever won, it was like, hey! Their turning no, like, point. This is fucking good uh, and it's sold. Their turning oh, point yeah. was 1989. This, this is like Billy Joel at that. Like those four albums that we keep talking about Glass Houses, Piano Man, fucking The Stranger, and this album now, 52nd Street. Those four were just like, he was big at that point. Mm -hmm. And not just big, but like really fucking big. Top artist. He was the fucking, who's the biggest artist this year? You know? And the way he could sell in the States, like stadiums, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was really the stranger that shot him. Yeah, well. Out of stratosphere. But at this but, time, yeah, with the build up to it. More yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, the later albums with We Didn't Start the Fire and Up Down Girl, like those were hits too, like yeah. 80s. He recently snobbed in 78, 79, 80, What year's The Stranger? 79? Uh, 70, uh, 70, 77. 77, so it's before 78, the... uh, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81. So five years in a row he's released some great albums. That's crazy. And then he gets to the Nylon Curtain. Uh, and I don't know any songs on there. Pressure, Allentown, Goodnight, Saigon. You don't know? Oh, no, oh, maybe, Brad. Maybe, maybe, maybe Blue no, Brad, those are, uh... Allentown, Good Night Saigon, and even, yeah. He has so much, man. Those are huge. Yeah, like, it, he really didn't go down until everyone went down in the no, 90s. that's it. Because his 80s were big, too. Yeah. Very big. How the fuck can you have seven singles on, from one album? Isn't that the whole album? Michael Jackson, Thriller. Def Leppard, Hysteria. And then he releases his greatest hits, volume one and two. Yeah. In 85, so. I have that. Not a bad fucking little string of albums to make him. He was in the top ten selling all the time. Yeah, for sure. 
But he he seems so underrated when people talk about him. Yeah. Like, uh, no, I know piano man. Yeah. It's like man, that's not even the best album. He just sold so much during his yeah. time. That's a great tune though. It's a like undeniable tune. Like yeah. it'll be like it was great when we were kids, it's great now and it'll be great when we're gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay, so we're on fifth second street here. <laughs> Are we? We're on <laughs> I'm not gonna give our address. <laughs> we're on a fucking street. We're on a street with a college on it, and we're named after that college. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, Okay, I found what I was going to say. Uh, the album is also notable for being among the first to go to CD. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so it's one of the first, because those start came out in 82. It was one of the first ones that was pressed. So that's kind of cool. It's a bummer, right? Because you think about... If vinyl had always stayed the dominant format for music, there'd be so many things that were so much more accessible today. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it would make it as cool. No, well, that's <laughs> what makes it cool is because when big albums came out in the 90s, they were printed, but they weren't printed a lot. So some of them didn't, some of them still haven't been printed. You know what I mean? And some of them, only one from the 90s, like one press. That's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of cool here. Um, this album was part of 50 releases that were released on the when CDs began there, uh, and along with The Stranger. And it sounded good to put that CD in your car when CD, yeah, car CDs, hearing the first couple 50 CDs that came out, like 50 releases of it, that would have been cool. And then Sony, this is the first release that Sony uh, started pressing for vinyl again in 2018. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's cool. You know, when CDs came out, my dad wouldn't buy a CD player until he had 100 CDs. It's pretty smart. Uh, yeah, you want selection, right? That's it. Like, he, like, I had my first CD player when I was three years old. And, like, every time from that age, every Christmas, birthday, anything I got in a card that was money, I would be brought to Beagle's On, which is a music store where I used to live. And I would buy CDs. That was like my life. You remember your first CD that you bought? Or? No. It was Abbey Road. See, that's. It was definitely a Backstreet Boys CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was jamming to like everybody. everybody. It's not the first CD I had, but it's the first CD I went and bought myself. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like four or five years old, like little kid and my sister loved it right yeah but uh first cd that changed my life was when i found appetite for destruction yeah. on the ground and i was like at that age like six or seven. Oh fuck early man I, music right away was my whole life i would have been like uh 12 13. yeah, yeah. i just like everyone in my when my dad met my mother became my sister's stepfather yeah. like the first thing he did was buy him like a $3,000 fucking stereo and a bunch of CDs like and they already love music but then they had something to actually hear it on you know it's one thing to love music but when you have a sound system and you get to hear it at your disposal like we are so lucky to do day in and day out and a little bit during the night too I guess <laughs> but uh Okay. CDs did change the world, but for me, yeah. if you're gonna have a music catalog at your home and you want the best, the records, it, it's it's a mix of the music, the the work you have to put in yeah. to do it, it's sort of a ritual, and, and the, the the covers blown up, yeah. picture sized, like, yeah. and I, you have to listen to it from front to back. Yeah, yeah. Can't some people next. just know me, and I'm sure you too. As guys that collect records, because like when we used to, I would just post them on Facebook and like all the time, like it was everything, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like some people know us as just record people, yeah. and I like that. Like that to me is part of my identity, yeah. it's part of who I am. Yeah. Like it's ingrained in me, and it is a ritual, and like it's yeah, also it's like, like to me a time machine, man. <laughs> like it's music from back then, the way they played it back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. 
and it's right back in your ears. It takes me back to my parents, you know, and it, like makes me think of my parents listening to this stuff on records back then. Nah. And I'm doing the same thing, but now. Nah. <laughs> I watch old movies and like, well, like, I just, it comes to mind first, but the dirt with Motley Crue, when you see Nikki Six as a young kid in his room, he's about to have a little freak out, but when you're looking at his room, you see all the Kiss posters and all the Judas Priest fucking vinyl and yeah. like Ozzy vinyl, Sabbath vinyl, like, I think of myself of how I would have been back then, yeah. and like, me today, my room has fucking like posters, yeah, musicians, same. you know, like, and I, I can't imagine... It never not being. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. weird. Which is weird because I know most women don't picture fucking no. Bob Dylan looking at them while they're fucking. <laughs> you know? With his arms crossed too. He looks a little judgmental. <laughs> you know? And deep down, you know Bob's The like, whole Wu Tang clan looking at you like, you! Good job. Good job. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. I, I, the Beatles walking towards me on every road. Oh. <laughs> my, my man cave's gonna be pretty fucking. Yeah, I guess if I ever have like my own place and there's a man cave in it, that would be where I would. Yeah, but it would still hurt to not have it in my room because oh, it's always been my surrounding. Room. It's my, it's I'm my like, safe place. Maybe like you just have to frame it, make it look a little classier. There you go. Yeah, that's it. You know, I I totally want Robert Plant fucking standing in my bedroom. No. Would that look cool or fucking Dark Side of the Moon? That's a cool. Kiss Destroyer piece. over my bed. <laughs> Destroyer! Hey, <laughs> 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 right. did I you guys know the Joe poster? Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Just staring at you. Yeah. yeah. This. Just this looking at you. Yeah. With his trumpet in his hand, me with my horn too. With the one on the, <laughs> the one on the back side of the sleeve. Yeah. Uh, you know, he th- this album is recorded on 52nd Street, and his label was on 52nd Street. Um, so that's cool. It's not just like he wrote it 52nd Street. Like, it's actually because. Right, like yeah. this fucking sleeve you have. I don't know. I, I, I like Discuss. it too. Discuss. Proper care means longer record life. You think my record player, my needle's been through 600 LPs yet? Oh yeah. In two years. Your record player? Yeah. No, my, not my record player, my needle. Oh, your needle? Yes, I think you spent more than at least 600 records. In two years? I'm going to have to change it soon. Oof, that's a lot, though, because that means you're, you're listening to almost two a day. Yeah. For 300 years. 300 <laughs> no, at least one a day for two years. Well, because two, if you're thinking two years, it's 365 days, right? So you're at what, uh, 600 no, wait, and what? fucking. Yeah, that's it. Six, 600 would be two years. But I don't no, spin it, records every day. Some days uh, I go where I spin It'd be seven. 700 and, yeah. and something. So a little less. 730. Yeah. So I'm probably at 527. I guess. In two years. See, that's why I wish I had a fucking thing like Spotify. But it's weird, though, because, like, it's weird to think, because we have nights where you just spend records on. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it's... Like, even when you were here, and then the time before when Will was here, right away, that just between those two nights, you're at about 10, 12 records. And then that's... Every time you get a new one, you come home and you play it. That's a lot. That's why I think maybe on some days you don't, but on some days you do a lot. Yeah. Some days you make up for the days you miss. But I don't know. It'd be close. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking I'm close to it. So I might have to change my needle soon. Because it's starting to sound weird. I don't know. There's this weird thing going on. That's, you know, like, as much as I, like, love collecting albums and playing albums, I'm such a novice as to the care that goes towards it. Some people don't play albums before they clean them. And they have a spin clean, but they're so expensive. Like, yeah. I'm a record collector, but I'm poor. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I ain't gonna change my needle until the fucking record player is, like, done. And, like, some nice needles cost you a couple hundred yeah, bucks. Especially these machines. Mine's yeah. Like Sony, so I can get one that's like The Orphones, man, that this is? Like, an Orphone Red that's on my turntable, I believe they're, like, a hundred bucks. The blue is, like, two hundred, and then they have a like a bronze and a black one that are even higher 
So I gotta pay a hundred bucks to replace it? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, mine's only like sixty bucks or something like that. That's worth shipping. So. I don't want the despise of my father to happen. <laughs> one day his record player will be mine. And that fucking planner six man with I think his needle was like a thousand dollars or something Jeez. crazy. Fuck. Like he got a crazy he got a different arm for his turntable. Okay. Like he, he it was kind of a custom job or whatever. That's some crazy. Yep, that's six uh, like a thousand dollars like goddamn. It's expensive, I know. I just hope he doesn't wear it out before it's mine, but <laughs> <laughs> just joking. But I, I know what you mean, like you know, I'm quite I I have like fucking Your dad over has a thousand nice table too. Yeah, he does. Nice audio. Audio technically. But, um, like, you know, I have over a thousand records and I, I feel like I'm a novice when it comes to care because, like, you know, on my turntable, you know, it's a Sony. It's not, like, super great. I would love to have a cleaner, but it's like, oh, I don't really have an extra yeah. fucking it's like four, 150 bucks that, well, even, like, or cheap, cheap, some of the cheaper ones. And I'm just thinking that. <laughs> well, you got right inspired by the Righteous Brothers here. Really? Oh, I, it, it sounds like them, like right here. True. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm also scared to do wood glue. Yeah, I've seen that. It scares me. I'm not doing it. If I knew someone that did it and they did it to their album, I would let them do it to one of mine that is already like fucked, right? Like, I'm not letting you. Show me you can do it on something that I'm not going to cry about if it doesn't work. Yeah. And do it like 50 times with no issues ever, and then I'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever do that? Wood glue? No. I would. I don't know. You like put it all around it, let it harden, and then peel it off. I'm so scared that it'll get stuck in the groove and then... Yeah. It's fucked completely. I just don't like manipulating those. I like yeah. manipulating them as less as possible. Yeah. If, uh, how, about how many spins does the record have in it? Like, I've heard that they wear out. I've heard people say well, they eventually, wear, I guess. But, like, I have OG album. Like, I've heard people say they wore out an album. And it's like, I have an OG fucking yeah. albums from the 50s. But Same, like, yeah. fucking Johnny Cash, 1959. Sounds mint. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Sure. I, I, like... I don't know how wearing out an album would work. Like you just burn a fucking hole right through the well, needle, it's friction. right through it over time. Yeah, but like, I find it so weird. Our grandparents are born in like the thirties and forties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old bastards. Old bastards. <laughs> Old bastards. Old bastards. Um, shall we do reception? Yep. Sure. Um, all the music gave four out of five. Four Wonder out of five. Gave it four out of five. Four to five. Uh, Encyclopedia of Popular Music gave 3 out of 5. 3 out of 5. The Great Rock Discovery gave 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. <laughs> and the Rolling Stone Album Guide gave it 3 out of 5. 3 out of 5. What uh, did fucking Crisco say? I don't give a fuck what Crisco said. Well, me neither. But, B Does minus. He say it's a B minus. He says, he, he notes the talent of Mr. Joel uh, for writing catchy songs and liking him to Elton John. But, with more smarm. And I looked up smarm, and it basically means behave in a in an ingratiating way in order to gain favor. So basically, he's saying that uh, uh, Billy Joel kind of, yeah, he, he, he's writing catch tunes to sell out. So fuck you. Sell fuck out you. stadiums. But what's bitch? the point? Yeah, exactly. Writing tunes like catchy tunes not he wants to, to play out. his music yeah. for people I, I don't know uh, this like this album sold so it's a sellout like no that's not how it works yeah they're playing what they want to play still like, basically he <laughs> says, no one else was really doing anything like this at that time he's saying it's close not at to that Elton level John, anyway but they're different Elton John's yeah more there's always been similarities between influence. them but i i've never i don't see it that much no it's like they both play piano and they both have great voices and then it dies after that. They could do tours together. It would be crazy because if you like that, there's a good chance you like that too. But if you like that, there's a good fucking chance that you like fucking uh, Super Tramp That's or it. you like, uh, you know, Sticks or Queen. Journey or Queen or... 
Kiss, fucking anyone. You might like the fucking Beach Boys. You may be fucking listening to Men at Work. Who could have been love? Who could have been love? It fucking is. Do you have it? No, I have that. Uh, in two thousand men at work, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I think I have it right there. Yeah, it's the one. It's the yellow cover. I, I want to hear that song though. Yeah. In two thousand three, Fifty Second Street was ranked three hundred fifty two on the Rolling Stone magazine's list of greatest albums of all time. Five hundred. Wow. And at three fifty four, awesome. so it only dropped down two spots. Um, the album has finished. I just want to quickly touch on charts because Australia won, Canada won. Oh yeah, here's the sleeves here. Or I could put it. Right. Uh, New Zealand won. What? UK ten, US one, wow. and Zimbabwe. Zimbabwean albums three. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty huge. Yeah, pretty good for selling Zimbabwe. You're gonna uh, have to do the strangers thing. Yeah. yeah Seven times platinum in the U.S., four hundred seventy thousand in in uh, Japan, two hundred forty-two thousand in France, five times platinum in Canada, and two times platinum in Australia. So there you go. There you have it, folks. Billy Joel, Fifty Second Street. Thanks for fucking listening to another episode. of Thanks for coming on, Louis. As always. Thanks it's for having me. Beer was about. Uh, beer was about a. Yeah, he, he couldn't help himself. Beer was about. Uh, it's gonna fade us out. It's, it's dirty. Beer, beer was about. Uh, I don't know. About five. <laughs> it's fake beer. It's fake beer. So fake beer is about five on the fake beer scale. The real beer scale is about a negative two. My ice water. Is a ten on ten. All right, folks. Have a good fucking. <laughs> have a good uh, week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Wait, you gotta hear the fucking thing. Come on, come on. But well, this isn't the podcast. I gotta title it differently. Bye.